Late Night Conversations with Patricia Nduli. Social Conversations. As we promised when the show started, we are going now to be speaking property. And uh, this evening we're looking at installment sale contracts or rent-to-buy contracts. Uh, that's how I know them. Uh, versus the sale offer to purchase contract. These are contracts that a lot of people don't really go through. I must admit, I'm also a bit guilty. I schemed through it and I really trusted the attorneys I was working with. But we don't go through them and we don't really understand what they mean. But we are ex- we're just excited. Bank approved you or you've got the cash to buy this property and you know, you're just happy. Bob's your uncle as long as you've got your property. But you don't understand the implications of either of these contracts. That's what we're going to be talking about. It's our property uh, segment now. Please join in on the conversation. You can say questions, experiences, uh, and your um, comments on uh, 0614-104-107. That is our WhatsApp number, 0614-104-107. You can also SMS us on 41391. Our guest is in studio in tour with his partner. <laughs> I'm going to call him his partner because he's always here. Uh, Bob Herman Mazibogo is the founding agent and director of Amalga Real Estate Agency is in the studio. Good evening, Baba. It's always such a great pleasure having you. Thank you for having us again, and uh, greetings to all the listeners. And uh, your partner is here, uh, your son, who is such a breath of fresh air, because he comes in, he's smiling, and today he asked me, could you read my handwriting? Because he put some notes, and I'm thinking, this young man is absolutely brilliant. Can't all young people be like this? Entrepreneurial thinking and happy. Well, are you going to speak on the mic? No. Not tonight. <laughs> he laughs. Okay, Patrick, please just give me this mic, uh, mic too, uh, so Simpiwe can also greet us briefly. So Simpiwe, how are you doing? I'm getting yourself. <laughs> Excellent. It's always great having you in the studio as a young person. How are things going in the property sector for you? Uh, I think I'm learning a lot because uh, last year I wasn't doing this. And since my dad got this company, I jumped in. And I'm having a lot of fun and I'm experiencing a lot. And you're making good ka-ching, ka-ching money. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll have that conversation about the money that you're making some other time. Um, so, uh, Mr. Mazabugo, today we're talking about the various type of contracts that we get into when we are in pursuit of acquiring property. So acquiring property is not an, it, it's, it's not an easy thing because it requires money. Uh, or bank approval, but it becomes even worse when you can't read contracts. It can get you into trouble, I think, um, especially the contracts that are offers to purchase because a person will sign it in excitement and then they want to change it. But firstly, can can you sign an offer to purchase and then decide, hey, I don't want this property anymore. I want another property. Definitely you can, but obviously... Um you might incur some uh, penalties because it will depend on the work that has been done on the file already by the conveyancers. Because when there's a contract, obviously it's signed by both the purchaser and the seller. So it will normally will go to your conveyancers. Your conveyancers will be requesting your rates and taxes on the file based on that property that you're buying. Um, they will be requesting various things. So on the on, on, on that service alone, obviously, that's cost incurred. 
and on also on, on various contracts as well, if you cancel as well, you might also be um, legally bind to pay the agency's fee because they've already secured a, a deal for you in terms of what you've requested as the seller. So you can, uh, either whether it's a seller, whether it's the purchaser, you can pull out, but you might incur uh, penalties. That is why it's important to go through, obviously, your sale agreement and uh, be sure in what, when you're signing, in what you're doing. And that's the problem, right? Because a lot of us don't read the sale agreement. Are these uh, sale um, uh, offer to purchase agreements, are they written in all our official languages in South Africa, or are we relying purely on English? So far, we're relying purely on English. Nking. Nking, why I say this is because, all right, as much as I speak English, but the English that's on contracts is not English, it's mostly Latin, so whose responsibility is it to assist the buyer and the seller to understand this English slash Latin, Greek and everything else that's within this contract? Definitely that's where your, your estate agent comes through mm -hmm. to explain because obviously you can't be signing on those dotted lines without having been explained from page to page up until the last page of your contract that this is what it means, this is what it means and then you understand. If you don't understand, you've got a full right to actually ask if the estate agent does not understand probably he could you could probably be saying let me consult with my senior on this particular portion but normally your estate agents the first thing that you get trained on is your offer to purchase because obviously you need to present it to your clients so normally your your your, your that's more your basics when you you enter your your real estate industry to understand your contract get a proper training and induction on the offer to purchase so that it's easier for you to explain to the parties involved. Mm -hmm. So the estate agent is responsible for both the buyer and the seller to have an understanding of this contract. So let's say I am the, the, the seller and I'm excited and I do, I do, I, I, I do uh, say I'm, I'm selling my property. And then I say things like, I'm selling this property with everything in it, including the furniture, because I've seen a case like this. Um, a friend of mine in, in, in um, the north coast of uh, Durban bought a property, including furniture. And, well, she signed the dotted lines, her and her husband, and they were excited. We're moving to this beautiful mansion in Palito with all the furniture. When it was time to now move in, the seller was like, ka, buyer, uh, I'm excluding this piece and this piece and this piece and this piece because my relocation is no longer happening, so I need some of the furniture. What then happens if there are alterations on the offer to purchase that are coming from the seller? Normally, if, if there's um, obviously um, things that have been mentioned on the offer to purchase, that uh, these are things that are remaining or part of the sale, you can't change them uh, when they suit you now or when you look at the situation, it's no longer conducive for you to to give away whatever that you were giving away because I think I believe you would have probably uh, put in uh, the cost of your of your of whatever that you've added on whatever furniture that you've added on into the sale uh, price because most probably if ever you did not include that probably the price would have been less so 
probably that has been already included. So if ever you were to change, its contract would not allow you. It would definitely would not allow you. Mm, so you, the, the seller in this case would be in breach of contract? Most definitely, yes. Uh, perhaps uh, since we're still speaking about the various contracts, uh, the uh, sale offer to purchase contract, can you give us the definition of what it is and what it includes and excludes within it? Okay, your, your normal uh, offer to purchase contract, it's, it's the normal one that we, you'll get your, your seller and the purchaser uh, agreeing to sell and on on a price that they've agreed on and uh, you find that the purchaser is, is is able and willing to accept whatever the price that is on the contract and the contract is sent to the banks and the banks uh, will finance the the sale in terms of whatever the the amount uh, is there based on the affordability and the credit profile of that particular purchaser and uh, with the approval of the banks and then um, the contract is sent to the attorneys, which is the conveyancers. And then the conveyancers then facilitate the process of registering and deregistering the old owner to the new owner, uh, which obviously will include your rates and taxes, uh, which will also include your um, uh, whatever certificates that are required in terms of your compliance certificates, your electricity-wise, your levies, uh, 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 certificates as well, and, and all those that are, has to be paid prior before the registration of the, of the new um, uh, owner to that uh, property. So basically that's your normal contract that we, we normally are used to, or that is popular, or that is normally being used to, compared to the other one, which is installment sale. But basically that's the one. And who drafts this um, offer to purchase contract? Is it a standard one or is it drafted specifically by an estate agent or is it attorneys? Uh, the contracts are different, uh, are, are drafted basically by different companies as per company that it suits them. Because as we uh, move along in terms of the property, obviously it's a learning curve for all of us. Us as a company as, as well we are learning, you find that the contract gets improved from time to time based on challenges that we meet in the market. Um, same as your conveyancers will be doing the same thing. Um, so it varies as per company in terms of uh, the contract. But basically, they are standard in terms of many things. They may differ on commission, differ on certain clauses, but your standard uh, contract, because you can even still get your standard contract even on, on at CNA, you know, Interesting. Okay. Uh, when we when we talk contracts, we can't exclude those um, what's lease to buy or rent to buy and also uh, installment sale contracts. Uh, please take us through them. What are they? Um, your installment sale contract. It's it's uh, that one is the one that is not mostly popular, but it is there. You find. Um, a lot of clients uh, would be asking, can I uh, buy this property through rent to buy? Uh, basically, they're referring to your installment buying, installment sale buying. So on that particular one, it's when you find the client doesn't qualify to finance that particular sale or deal that he wants to buy that particular house through the banks, uh, probably because of his uh, credit uh, background. Um, but you find that he feels he can still afford to pay for the very same house. Then he gets into an installment sale contract with the seller, 
provided the seller is willing to get into that contract as well. Because that contract um, would last between a year to five years. Unlike your normal uh, offer to purchase, which is normally a process that will take three months and then the contract is completed, three to four months, um, on your normal uh, finance deal through the banks. So this one you find that the purchaser would pay a, a certain deposit that will be agreed between both parties, whether the seller and the purchaser. And uh, that particular deposit, it's paid as a deposit and it's non-refundable. Uh, and it's paid as a deposit to who? It's paid as a deposit towards the property that is interested to buy. So there will be installments obviously agreed on the on the contract. So, but to initiate that, you'll need a deposit to initiate and final uh, uh, to start the, to activate the contract basically. And what happens is the very same deposit when it's paid within three months normally. Um, that deposit, uh, then the, the conveyances, because you still need attorneys still on the very same contract as this one as well. Your conveyances will register a deed on the title deed of that particular uh, uh, property. Mm-hmm. So th- this deposit doesn't go into a trust with the attorneys or the conveyances? doesn't go to the owner? doesn't go to the owner. It first goes to the trust. But the first installment or the first deposit that is paid it's actually go it, it goes to the to the to the seller okay okay including the fee of the of the agent as well that is why it's non-refundable because obviously your first deposit uh, you pay it and then after you pay it it's paid directly to the purchaser and also it's paid, the, the commission of the agent is paid as well. This lease-to-buy contract, if it can be up to five years, can one renege and say, look, uh, my credit score is still bad, I can't afford it, five years has come and gone, I, I still don't qualify for finances. Can we cancel it? You can cancel it, but obviously you stand your cost of your conveyancing, your fees, and the deposit that you've paid in as your first deposit, you will forfeit it. And during this time, the owner of this property, is the property still registered in their name? Yes. So they're still paying for the bond? Yes, they're still paying for their bond. Uh, The property is still uh, for the owner. The only difference is that a deed has has been registered into that particular uh, property meaning the seller cannot sell that property uh, until the end of this contract. Because um, if the seller would take maybe another qualified client within the next one year and say, no, I can't wait for five years, or I can't wait for two years that we've agreed on. So he can't do a transfer because already a deed has been registered on that by the conveyances. Sure, it sounds like a very unfair contract though. I mean, if I've got a property, I'm just thinking, I've got a property, I want to sell it. And I want to sell it because I either want to cash in on the investment because there's been some inflation and, you know, the price has increased. Or, and I want to buy another property or I want to invest in something else. I can't do it because here I am being good Samaritan. Maybe that's why it's not popular about my Sibuku because I need the contract. It's not, but you find uh, there's properties that lie in the market for quite some time. Uh-huh. And then you find that the, or the, the, the 
interested clients are not coming through to, to conclude the deal or to, to sign on a contract, then you find then the seller opts for for installment sale because of one of the clients is interested, but he, he can't qualify getting a finance through the bank and say, I'm prepared to put in down a deposit. Um, obviously, that deposit, you will uh, have access on it immediately within three months. And, and obviously, the the agent that is also active on the deal will still eventually get paid first. And then what is now remaining is the installments that are there. I mean, if ever you 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 you, you end up uh, in breach of the very same contract as the purchaser, the owner will walk away with whatever that you've paid. And still keep their property. And still keep their property <laughs> and take it back into the market again. Now... In, in terms of this, um, what, lease-to-buy uh, contract, we know that property is an appreciating asset, whereas other things like cars are depreciating asset. In five years, my property is now worth much more. Does this contract consider this, or is the price kept at that price from five years ago? The price is still kept at, at what we've fair. agreed on, on, on an original price. Not fair. Not fair. Okay, look, I'm no genius. I'm not a financial advisor. Personally, I wouldn't take this one, but some would take it for whatever reasons they may have. I've got a voice note from an A-teamer. Let's go to it. Hi, Patricia. Maria, April, in Spielberg again. Will you please ask your guests in terms of rental as entrepreneur? I'm renting out a flat. Am I allowed to ask deposit the same as the monthly rent? And if the person move out without notifying me, can I keep that deposit equals the rent for the month? Thank you. You can go ahead and answer. Hi. Definitely you can uh, request uh, the rent. Uh, I think on our previous uh, conversation which we had, I had advised that it's, it's actually... Uh, appropriate or better you request a deposit same as rental this this helps for the upkeeping of the property because you 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 don't know what kind of a tenant that you are bringing in in terms of taking care of your property because number one if ever a tenant had stayed more than six months into your property definitely it will need your basic things like painting because you can't put someone else again without having to repaint your house and refurbish it again to make sure that it's livable. So definitely your deposit is required basically on those grounds. And also when they're bridging a contract, you find someone has just left without giving you a notice because if someone does not give you a notice, it does not give you enough time to market that property to put it back into the market at least two months before. Because if he leaves, then you're going to be defaulting on your bond because basically having the tenant there in your property, obviously also that helps you to do your repayment in terms of your bond. So if it just uh, wakes up and, and move, so the deposit will help the, help the whole process in terms of the behavior as well of the tenant, knowing that he's at risk of losing um, his deposit or her deposit. So I would definitely say you, you really need to request a deposit. Now, we talked about um, the, the fact that there's an upfront um, deposit that is required other than the monthly rent for the lease-to-purchase contract. What are the upfront costs for the 
purchase um offer to purchase installment sale long things these words <laughs> but yeah what are the what are the the, the the upfront costs there basically obviously that will have to cover your 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 agent's commission one two also you need to cover your conveyancing cost because for the conveyancers to go register a deed on a title deed at the deeds office that's cost so that needs to come off the deposit that you you are paying so those are the costs that will come out and then it's an agreement of how much that you're paying whether you're paying a 50 percent deposit of the cost of the property let's say the property is worth five hundred thousand you probably say let me i'm doing down payment of two hundred and fifty thousand and then the rest i'm going to be paying over six months or over 12 months or i'll stretch it maybe over five years if ever probably say you're buying a property of about a million rents or eight hundred thousand rents so it depends in terms of um what arrangements do you've got all right so it, it, it won't be a, a blanket amount for everyone Explain to Definitely. me why are the properties, when they're being advertised, you'll um, have a tag that says no transfer costs? All right. On, on properties that are, are rated no transfer costs, are those ones which are development uh, properties. You're buying a property from a new development. Probably you're buying it off plan. I'm sure you've had this thing off plan. It's when you don't even see the house, the agent will be selling you a house, showing you the catalog showing you the artist impression your 3d pictures there is nothing and then there is probably selling a building plan when we say it's a building plan you're talking of a a price that includes the cost of the land meaning the stand and the cost of the building cost the building itself then we call it a building uh, package so on your new development that's what you normally and then basically the developer would be paying the cost of conveyancing and the registration and also paying the cost of the municipality in terms of getting water connected, basic utilities that are supposed to be in the, in the stand, your services. Okay, so the, the, there is a cost implication for both these contracts. You don't just go scot-free and just say, hey, look, I've, I've got approved by the bank and I'm moving into my property or I've got this uh, lease to purchase and I've paid. But there are other costs that we need to, to be considering. Definitely. So at Amalga Real Estate Agency, uh, talk to us about how you help both the buyer and the seller to navigate through these contracts. Um, because all we want is someone who will hold our hands, especially All right. I think there's two things. Obviously, the seller would be paying a certain fee and the purchaser will be paying a certain fee in the process of purchasing a property. Because normally, you, you'll, you, you'll be paying, the, 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 the seller would give you a mandate as an estate agent uh, to sell and market their property and for then doing that and also finding a client suitable that is um, able and willing obviously on the price that you've advertised on then basically those are the services you're getting paid for as as for the commission that it's due that you would have agreed with the seller uh, that this is the fee that we are charging for giving you all the services in terms of marketing and selling your property and then for basically for your for for your purchaser um, the cost that he's looking at is he's looking at it, your conveyancing cost 
because that is your resale houses that you're buying if you're not buying your new development because typically you'll be buying your your resale most of the time and uh, on your resale houses you'll pretty much have to pay your conveyancing cost which there are two one you're paying the bank's attorneys and also you're paying the conveyancing of changing documents of that particular house from the seller's uh, name to your name as the new purchaser. Unfortunately, our time is gone and I'm seeing Ben is telling me, hey, time, time, time. And I'm enjoying this discussion because I'm keen on um, increasing my property profile. But next week, you are coming back. Promise us. Promise. How do we get in touch with Amalga before we let you go, Mr. Masbu? Um Easiest one, obviously, it's yeah, our website, Amalga Property group www.amalga property group on facebook book as well you can still find us uh, which is uh, amalga property group excellent thank you so very much uh, mr herman mazibugo a founding agent and director of amalga real estate agency and to your son simpiwa mazibugo um a-teamers we've taken a minute of greg Close's time greg please forgive us please please forgive us i was engrossed in this conversation good evening and let's get to the news bulletin